we, appropriate, we appropriately uh, begin this new chapel season celebrating the Feast of Pentecost, one of the great feasts of the Christian year. When we hear about uh, the account of that great Pentecost event given in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, we rightly think of this day as being the birthday of the church. It is hard, I would say, impossible to imagine that there ever could have been a Christian church without that tremendous encounter with the Holy Spirit who provided the supernatural energy for those first followers of Christ to actually be the church, to be Christ's body on earth. This summer will also mark another church birthday of importance to us. In July, we will observe the 90th birthday of this Chapel of the Transfiguration. In late April, perhaps early May, of 1925, a meeting took place at Torrey Lake in the Whiskey Basin beyond Dubois, a meeting that included the Bishop of Wyoming, uh, his Archdeacon, uh, his very close friend Charlie Voorhees, in whose cabin on the lake the meeting took place, uh, Voorhees' wife and his business associate. The agenda for that meeting was the proposed construction of an Episcopal chapel at Meaners Ferry on property that was being offered for this purpose by Miss Maud Noble and her partner, Mr. Sandell. The outcome of that meeting at Torrey Lake, in the words of Charlie Voorhees himself, quote, Mrs. Voorhees and I told the bishop and Dr. Balcom the archdeacon, that we would be very glad to finance the project. The decision to build it came from Bishop Thomas. Dr. Balcom designed and supervised the construction of it, unquote. Well, in his typical operating style, Archdeacon Balcom had already anticipated this outcome for the building logs had already been cut and peeled several months earlier. And so construction commenced soon following that Torrey Lake meeting. The Chapel of the Transfiguration was completed by the end of July. I believe your bulletin tells you that the first service was July 26. The dedication took place in August of that year, 1925. Now the birthday of this chapel was not brought about by some great Pentecostal experience, as far as we know at least with not all the bells and whistles of that first Pentecost in Jerusalem. Nevertheless, God the Holy Spirit was no less involved in the birthday of this chapel than he was in the birthday of Christianity some 2,000 years earlier. Let me just mention a couple of these more subtle uh, Pentecostal events that led to the birth of the Chapel of the Transfiguration. The first of these took place in the summer of 1908. The rector of the Episcopal Church in Idaho Falls had been assigned by his bishop to seminarians to put to work in the mission field for that summer as part of their education for the ordained ministry. 
One of these was Joseph Williams, a rising senior at the Virginia Theological Seminary in Alexandria. Uh, Williams was assigned for a summer of work in what was then called Jackson's Hole in Wyoming, that then being part of the Idaho jurisdiction. And the reason I see this decision as clearly the work of the Holy Spirit is that Jackson's Hole had no established Christian church beyond a, a nominal Mormon presence here. It furthermore carried the reputation as being a hideout for outlaws and horse thieves. In reality, uh, most of the thousand or so homesteaders who had settled here over the prior decade, though not anti-religious, were clearly non-religious. As a later Episcopal priest would put it, uh, these are definitely not a people who could be described as hungering and thirsting for the gospel. <laughs> Against all odds, however, Joseph Williams, through that summer of very hard work, was successful in gaining a foothold for what was to be the Episcopal Church in Jackson's Hole. And without that foothold, the Chapel of the Transfiguration would never have even been dreamed of 17 years later. <clears throat> the other footprint of the Holy Spirit leading up to the construction of this chapel is the Reverend Royal Balcom himself, a little plaque over on the wall uh, remembering him and his contribution. He was that archdeacon whose vision made it all happen at the Tory Lake meeting. Balcom had come here earlier from Irvington-on-Hudson in New York State to be the new missionary priest at St. John's Episcopal Church in 1914. And rather than being the floundering tenderfoot that may best have described uh, some of the other missionary clergy here in our early years, he was that one in a million who could fully relate to the people of Jackson's Hole and make the Episcopal Church come alive in surprising new ways. Balcom was here as the pastor at St. John's for less than three years, but it was later, 1925, as archdeacon of this diocese of Wyoming, that he could implement the inspired vision that he had for this chapel. There was, as I say, no sound of mighty rushing wind, no tongues of fire, but the Holy Spirit was nonetheless working a subtle Pentecost in Jackson's Hole, one that would bring future blessing to hundreds of thousands, perhaps even millions from around the world who have come here. Uh, even though it might sound as such, my purpose this morning is not to simply give a history lesson, even a lesson in local church history. What I really want to do is explore with you in the next few minutes what the history of this chapel can tell us about the meaning of Pentecost. God's purpose in Pentecost in that event in Jerusalem and following was to release himself as Holy Spirit into the lives of Christ's followers and so create a new humanity. And we see this taking place among those uh, earliest followers of Christ in the apostolic age. And we see this continuing as an extension of that throughout the 2,000 years of church history. And for the last 90 of those 2,000 years, 
God has chosen to use this chapel as a way of bringing the blessing of Pentecost to untold numbers of visitors and, and worshipers here. Regular church-going Christians have often discovered a new dimension, a new vitality uh, added to their faith from their experience here. Many of those who are not so much church-going and for that matter not so much even Christian experience something here perhaps that they may later come to recognize as God the Holy Spirit calling out personally to them through this chapel and through this place and surroundings. In this way, the chapel has contributed to the Pentecostal purpose of creating a new humanity, one modeled after the example of our Savior Jesus Christ. But Pentecost is not just about creating a new humanity, but about a new creation altogether. I don't know if you noticed in today's reading from Romans, um, it was a part of a larger passage that speaks of the entire created order, the entire cosmos, along with humankind, as being broken, as being in need of healing. We read in chapter 8 of Romans, we know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains, waiting in eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. Some of you know what those labor pains are all about. Apply it to creation. Part of that passage speaks about creation as being, quote, subjected to futility, unquote. Being in bondage to decay. But along with humankind, the creation awaits a glory about to be revealed, anticipating gaining ultimate freedom as it shares in that grand introduction of the children of God. In other words, in some way, creation as a whole shares in the nature and destiny of the human race, if we can possibly ever get our heads around that concept. Now, at this point, you may want to interrupt me with protest, uh, looking out at the grandeur that's all about us this morning and, and, uh, and tell me that, to wait, uh, that what you're seeing out there seems perfectly fine to you. Uh, you don't see anything broken. You don't see anything in need of healing. And to this extent, you're correct. What you see out there in the window or out the door uh, this morning is a snapshot in a millisecond of geologic time. And that millisecond exposure to what you see does provide a preview of the full glory of God's created order. But what would happen if you put what you're seeing in this millisecond into fast forward or fast rewind? I mean really fast. For starters, earthquakes, landslides of tremendous magnitude, uh, landscapes buried under enormous ice sheets, titanic caldera eruptions, and mass volcanism snuffing out every species and hundreds of thousands of square miles around. Uh, you want climate change? Put it into fast forward or fast rewind. You'll see climate change to the extent that our poor president would be aghast. Uh, unbelievable tectonic forces 
smashing together or ripping apart entire land masses, crustal plates colliding like a global demolition derby, the creation suffering futility, groaning in labor pains, could be, could be. But our scripture most importantly speaks of a time when the created order will be freed from its bondage to corruption, so-called, and will enter a glory about to be revealed. What we experience through this momentary snapshot from the perspective of this chapel is indeed a vision, a, a foretaste of that Pentecostal promise of the new creation, the new heaven, the new earth. And perhaps in ways that we could never even begin to understand, uh, for better, lack of a better word, a subliminal message is being sent out from this chapel to the Tetons and the Grovants and to the Snake River and its tributaries and a message sent out to the sagebrush flats and the aspen groves all around us. A message sent out to that, that new growth forest uh, rising from the ashes of the 1985 Beaver Creek fire on the Bradley Taggart moraine before you. A message being sent out of human lives here being touched, even transfigured because of this chapel and what the Lord seeks to do with it. A message of the Pentecostal promise of the new humanity bringing hope to that eager waiting by creation for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God. Thanks be to God that as Holy Spirit, he has in his grace chosen to use this chapel to provide such a wondrous preview of where Pentecost is taking us and of what will be its final and eternal glory. Thanks be to God. Amen.